0: Hey Jackson Creek, thank you for joining us online. Before Pastor Jason brings the message, we just wanted to share with you a few things today as we move forward in these uncertain times. First, we want you to know that your pastors and staff and leaders here at Jackson Creek, we love you very, very much and we are praying for you and for your family and for your safety please reach out to us and let us know if there is anything at all that we could do to serve you during this difficult time. And also we're asking that you stay flexible. We are trying to stay up to date each day and doing our part as the church to flatten the curve of the COVID-19 virus. And this means that where and how we meet might change. But one thing we are committed to is connecting with you virtually through our online and Facebook experience each week at 10 o'clock a.m. If you are not signed up for email and text updates, please go online and email us your information so that we could stay connected with you and make sure that you're in the know on the latest news. Now here's Pastor Jason with the message.
1: Good morning and welcome to Jackson Creek Fellowship's church's first online experience. Uh, we just want to thank you in advance for joining us online, whether you're a member of our church and attender, or uh, maybe you found us online somehow. Either way, we are so glad that you've joined us online today. As we start this new venture and as we navigate the uncertainty of these days, uh, we'd like to ask you just to be patient with us if there's any te- technical difficulties. And uh, each week, we're praying by God's grace, we'll get better and better um, at the technology and at the quality of services that we're putting together. Uh, we know that for the next eight weeks, we're likely not going to be able to meet together. But we recognize also, as a church, that a church is not a location, it's not a building, it's not an address but it is the people of God. And we are so excited about what God is going to do uh, in the next several months as we gather online and as we gather in our house churches to make much of Jesus Christ. If you would, grab your Bibles this morning and then turn to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. As you turn there, I just want to make mention that I believe that as a church, this could be one of the most powerful and fruitful seasons of ministry that we've ever seen. In fact, what God is asking of us in this season is what I think we find in this passage of Scripture, and that is this, that we might have faith in God. And in Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It will bring healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Today we want to continue our series, Overflow. In fact, we believe that this series on generosity is incredibly timely, given the situation that we find uh, ourselves in in our country uh, currently. It might sound strange, but we want to continue to grow in generosity, even with the uncertainty of the times even with all of its difficulties and even with all of its hardships. In fact, we believe, as I've already said, that this is our chance. This is Jackson Creek's chance to actually be the church. This isn't a time where we are going to have the ability necessarily to depend on all of our pastors, but for us as a church to bond together, to be equipped for the work of the ministry so that others might know and be introduced to Jesus Christ. We believe that this is our chance to express our faith, in real tangible ways that could change and bless the future destinies of those individuals that God is calling us to serve in this time. Some of the things that we do around here seem a bit crazy to people. And it's crazy because it's driven by the unexpected, over-the-top love of God. You see, Christ's love moves us to be generous with our lives in ways that are remarkable. In fact, we believe that this is the calling of every follower of Jesus Christ. You know, generosity, and we've mentioned this over the last several weeks, generosity at its core is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle which we share all that we have as a demonstration of God's love, and it's a response to God's grace in our life. You see, generosity results in practically sharing with others what we've been given for the advancement of the kingdom and for the glory of God. In fact, the big idea of this series is this, Christ's love is all about others greater than me. It's all about putting other people first. It's about using the resources and using our lives, our time and our energy and leveraging those things so that people can be reconnected to Jesus Christ and be reconnected to His church. This is the impetus, of the, uh, uh, the, this is the impetus and it's the guiding truth of this series. You see, God's placed on our doorsteps this opportunity to serve Him in significant ways. We can either invest our lives for the good of others or we can... Shrivel back in fear and not walk by faith, but walk by sight. Expressing faith in God today can change the destiny of your life. But it also can change the destiny of some of those who you may know who do not yet know the Lord. Generosity, at its core, living this out is a major piece to all of this. What we want to talk about today is this. Because yes, the times are uncertain. Yes, the times are difficult. And yes, the times are hard. But we believe today, based on what Scripture says that was written over 2,000 years ago, is this. You will find God's direction in life by trusting the Lord with all of your heart. You will find God's direction in life by trusting God with all of your heart. As Christians, we have a rock-solid hope in the most uncertain and in the most difficult times. We have a living hope that never leaves us and never forsakes us. He promises us that, and he's also faithful to keep his promises. And so this morning, our pastors, we want to challenge you to express your faith. We want you to do this individually. We want to do this corporately as a church. We want to live out the very promises of God so that others can see the incredible joy it is to know and follow Jesus Christ. We want you to express your faith so that Christ can be known and so that God can be glorified. The reality is is that we are a church and it is our calling to live out our faith for the good of others. So how do we express our faith? How do we live out our faith in a way that's tangible? And how do we live it out in a way so that others can see and know and follow and fall in love with Jesus Christ? Well, what we see in this passage, first and foremost, is in verse number five. Proverbs chapter three, verse five says this. Trust the Lord with all of your hearts. We're asking you, The Scriptures is asking you. The Scriptures, in fact, is teaching us and nailing us down to this primary truth that we can trust the Lord with all of our hearts. The question is, what does that actually mean? Well, we think it means this. In fact, we don't think it. We actually know that to trust the Lord with all of our hearts means to trust the Lord entirely. I'm going to tell you, there's no greater ingredient in a relationship than trust. Every relationship that is strong is built on on the, uh, on the foundation of trust and on the foundation of confidence. You see, one of the things that I really, really enjoy about my relationship with my wife April is that we can be completely honest with one another. And we can know that we have the other's best interests in mind. We know that we have each other's back. And that is a trust. There is a trust there. But the Bible teaches us, and it actually goes further. In Psalm 118, verse 8, it says, It is better To take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. A few weeks ago, when we launched this series, we discussed how Jesus lived his whole life in relationship to God. And so I ask you this morning have you been moving and stepping in the direction of living your life in relationship to God? In fact, I think a great question to ask ourselves is this Is the disposition of your life one in which you, individually, as a follower of Christ, live out your entire relationship in relationship to your Heavenly Father. You see, trust means to commit yourself totally to something. When you follow Jesus, it means to commit yourself totally to something as I've committed myself to the weight of this platform and as I've committed myself to the weight of this chair to hold me. You see, trust means that my mind, it means that my heart, it means that my soul and my future and my life My everything, all of it, I'm banking on Jesus Christ. And I can do that, and you can do that this morning. Because he's never, ever disappointed anybody who put their trust in him. Have you ever come to the place in your relationship to the Lord where you trust him entirely? So when the Bible says we trust the Lord with all of our hearts, it means that we trust him entirely, but it also means that we trust him exclusively. In Proverbs twenty eight twenty six, the Bible says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Many people think that they can do a better job with their life. This is foolish thinking. Trying to live solo will ruin your life. And what God is calling us to and what God is encouraging us and challenging us to do is to have faith in God. This morning, it would be very easy for us to complain about the imposition and the inconveniences of our daily life that we're currently facing. We could worry and we can get sideways about our finances and about our job and about all the difficulties that are coming our way. But what God is asking us this morning to do is to trust in the Lord exclusively. In fact, the Bible teaches us that we can cast all of our care. The word care actually means anxiety. We can cast all of our anxiety on Him because He cares for you. So this morning, we're being challenged first and foremost to express our faith by trusting the Lord with all of our hearts. But we're also asked to acknowledge the Lord with our decisions. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean to your own understanding. And in verse 6, it says, In all of your ways, acknowledge Him because He will make your path straight. This morning, we're being called, we're being challenged, we're being asked to, from the Word of God, to acknowledge the Lord, to acknowledge God in every single decision that we make. So often, we wake up every single morning, and we pray, God, direct my life today. We ask God to be a part of our life, and we forget about Him the rest of the day. And yet, this morning, I think we can be reminded that in everything that we do, in every decision that we make, and in every moment of every day, with all the uncertainty and difficulty and hardships that we've been facing in our society, I think it would be safe to say that this would be a good time to begin to develop the practice of including the Lord in every single decision that we make. And so we do that in all of our ways by acknowledging Him personally. You see, This is a personal thing for you and I. We are not talking in the abstract. We are talking in the real life world that we are living in today. And the good news is is that we have a God who is alive. A God who is a living hope. A God who is a sure foundation. And so we can acknowledge Him personally. What does that mean for you and me in the days ahead? What would it look like for you to acknowledge God personally in your life, day by day, moment by moment? I believe that it means acknowledging God in our thoughts. Instead of giving way to fear and giving in to anxiety and stressing out and getting sideways about all of the things that we cannot control, we can acknowledge God personally in our thoughts. What we think about, where our minds wonder, how we approach life and how we handle the frustrations that keep coming our way. I'm going to tell you there couldn't be a better time to consider this. So much news, so much negative news, but I want to tell you there's so much hope when we put our trust in a living God who knows our name and knows the hairs on our head and is awake and alive and at work even when we sleep. So we have a hope. And when we allow our thoughts to be directed by the promises of God, we are acknowledging Him personally and we are acknowledging Him with the decisions that we make. We also want to mention, too, that we acknowledge Him personally uh, when we consider Him in our generosity. You know, last week we unpacked the story of Ruth and the story of Boaz and we discussed how she had nothing to give except for her love and her devotion. And Boaz, a wealthy businessman, gave out of his abundance. And so this morning, no matter what we hold in our hands, no matter what God has given us, whether it's money, ability, time, talent, or energy, this morning we as followers of Jesus Christ in an uncertain and difficult time, we are to live open-handedly. You see, the gospel teaches us that as God has been to us, so I will be to others. And so as God has been generous to me in his grace, as God has been generous to me in his love, so God has laid down his life for us and his son, so are we to do for the sake of others and for uh, the good of others and for the glory of God. So I want to remind you this morning, just very briefly, to just... I want to take a moment just to remind you that Jackson Creek depends on the generosity of everyone that calls this church home, everyone that calls this church family. And while we can't gather for the next several uh, weeks, we recognize that we still have a mission. And and I just began to think and ponder about this this week. You know, Jesus didn't have the ability to use TikTok or Snap or Facebook or Twitter, or any of those other avenues that we have today. Jesus didn't have the ability to stream services like we did. Well, he probably did because he knew it was going to be created at some point, and Jesus can do whatever he wants. But the mode of ministry that Jesus used was one-on-one, individual to individual, and he poured his life into 12 men who would ultimately change the world. And my friends, the mission of Jackson Creek hasn't changed. Even though we can't gather together in our location here uh, at our church, we still have a mandate, we still have a mission, and we still have a responsibility. And we want to remind you that during the season, while we can't meet, we are still moving forward with the mission that God has given us. And we believe that this could actually be a time of fruitfulness and growth for our church. And so please continue your giving in this uncertain time. Please remember that your generosity fuels and makes the mission possible, even in stressful and uncertain times, just like these. And so you and I, we're not going to back down. We're not going to live in fear, but we're going to move forward because the Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And it's in times like these that Christians who have a rock-solid hope in, the, uh, in, in God, the faithful creator of the universe, that we can move forward with the hope that can change the lives of those that we come in contact with. And so we acknowledge him in our decisions, but we also want to acknowledge him constantly. You know, Psalm 37.5 says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. Friends, I want to tell you this morning, if we live our life in relationship to God, and if we acknowledge the Lord in every decision that we make, God will show his favor in our lives. God will meet every need. God will bless. God will move and allow the Holy Spirit to change and transform lives in ways that we didn't even know were possible. God is not surprised by the reality that we cannot come together and meet in our church building. But God has a plan, and God has a will for our lives. And again, that plan, that mission, the will that He has for us has not changed. We are to be disciples that make disciples that make disciples. And so we want to acknowledge Him constantly as we live our life in constant fellowship, in constant communion, in constant relationship with Him. We do this even when times are adverse, in times of adversity. You see, Psalm 56.3 says, When I am afraid... I will put my trust in you. And I imagine many of you in this season right now are afraid. I imagine many are anxious. I'm imagining that many of us are wondering when the other shoe is going to drop off the other foot. But friends, I want to remind you this morning that the Bible says that God causes all things to work together for good to them who love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. And God is not in heaven wringing his hands. He is not pacing back and forth. He doesn't have his feet propped up. And he is not breaking a sweat over what's happening in our lives as individuals or as a church. And so, when we're afraid, we can put our trust in him. Many of us are facing some adversity. The loss of work, the loss of income, and all of the uncertainty that is going on around us. And this is our time to constantly, moment by moment day by day, week by week, and month by month, it's our time to put our trust completely and constantly in the Lord. Tim Keller said, it's not the strength of your faith, but the object of your your faith that actually saves you. And this morning, while your faith may be small, it may be anemic, it may be um, uh, being defragmented in some ways, but I want to tell you this morning, it's not how big your faith is, it's how big and mighty and powerful our God is. And so we acknowledge Him in times of adversity, but we also acknowledge Him in times of plenty. Friends, I want to tell you, we don't give just because there's a need. We give to keep our hearts tender to the Lord. If this time has shown us anything, it shows us how incredibly blessed that we actually are. Yeah, we've been impositioned. Yes, we've been inconvenienced in many ways. But many of us have the ability to leverage our life, our resources, and our energy for the good of others. Instead of scrambling to hoard food and purchase toilet paper, what would it look like for us as followers of Jesus to live open-handedly and live generously for the good of others? Historically, Christianity has been known as a religion and as a movement of people who have been generous in the most difficult and stressful of times, under severe persecution, in famines, uh, in, in backward economies. It is God's people who have stepped up and been generous for the good of others. It's our time, Jackson Creek, to serve. It's our time to step up for the good of others so that Christ can be known, so that God can be trusted. This, my friends, is what it means to express our faith. And so, yeah, we want to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. We want to acknowledge Him in all of our decisions. But lastly, this morning, we want to honor the Lord with our blessings. I want to remind you today that every good and perfect gift comes from above. No good thing in our life happens apart from the blessing of God. Every blessing in our life originates with Him. In fact, Psalm 24 1 says it so well the earth is the Lord, is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. When we trust and honor God with our generosity, even our stewardship, we're saying, God, you're the owner. I'm the manager. What do you want me to do with the resources that you've entrusted me with? How can I love and live for others and their well-being? I'm pretty certain that this is likely not a question that many people are asking right now. Many people are wondering how they're going to survive and how they're going to make ends meet. But if God has blessed you in any way, with time, energy, health, finances, resources, whatever it may be, Let's begin thinking as the church. Let's begin thinking as followers of Jesus Christ how we can use our lives and use this opportunity and uh, see the potential of having other people be introduced to Jesus Christ. We need to be asking ourselves, how can I use what you've given to me, whatever that is, to advance the kingdom, to advance the gospel? What What would it look like if this was the disposition of our hearts? What would it look like if this was the disposition of our lives in the coming days? As a church, I'm praying that we don't just survive financially. But I pray that we thrive in ways that we didn't even know were possible. Friends, I want to remind you, as I said earlier, the church isn't a building. It's not a place. But it's a people. It's a people who are called to live on mission for the good of others, for the glory of God, and for the sake of the gospel. And generosity, it makes it possible our time, our energy, our finances, our resources. Giving those things away, spreading them out into the kingdom, and sowing the seed of righteousness for the sake of the gospel, this, my friends, will turn the world upside down. This will make a difference in the lives of others. I want to remind you what I said last Sunday, and if you weren't able to be here, I want to just remind you of this one little phrase. Generosity is not something God wants from us, it's something that God wants for us. God does something dynamic to your faith every single time that you live a generous life. God does something to your faith every single time that you trust Him. And I would not be a good pastor. I would not be a pastor worthy of anything if I didn't challenge you to live out the very truths that we find in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5-10. through In fact, we do not give to get, we give to worship. And yet God will always honor the Christian that is honoring Him. God blesses and shows the favor to the generous. In Psalm 37:25, David said this, I've been young, and now I'm old, and yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. In Philippians 4:19, Paul wrote from a, a jail cell as he was writing this letter to the church at Philippi, and he said, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Friends, I want to remind you this morning that if you're worried about making it financially, I want to encourage you that, you that God will provide your every need. Man, He's done this for generations, and He'll do it for you. We just have to trust Him. This morning, we'd like to pray for you. We want to pray that if you're a follower of Christ, that you would use every resource that you have to serve and love others in the season of difficulty, the season of uncertainty. This morning, if you're listening online, and you've never been introduced to Jesus Christ, we'd love for you to reach out to us through social media or one of our, um, our or through email or on our website. Please go to uh, JacksonCreekFC.com and reach out to us. Also, if you're in need of help, we'd love you to email our our office. If there's some way that we can help to serve you and our community in any way possible, you can find that email on our website. In fact. We've redesigned the front page of our website to include a a button on the front page that says assistance. And if you're listening here today and you're one of the members or attenders or you call Jackson Creek your home, you can click on that button and say, hey, I want to send an email to the church and volunteer to help people who may need a phone call, who maybe need uh, a prayer. Someone may need their groceries or their prescriptions picked up or they might just need a meal because they're self-isolating in order to flatten the curve. And we would like for you to go to our website this morning, click on that link, and email us and let us know, hey, count me in, I want to volunteer. But maybe you're on the other side of the coin and you're here and you're like, man, I'd love to have a phone call or a word of prayer or someone to fix me a meal or I can't get out and I'm afraid to step out of my home and so can you pick up our groceries? You too can go to our website, click that link, and we're here to help you. We're here to minister to you. We're here to love you. We want you to know the love of Jesus Christ and the sweetness of the gospel. And as we close out today, I just want to say from myself, Pastor John, Pastor Mike, and Clint, may God bless you. We want you to know how much we really love you. We are spending extra time in prayer every day praying for you. We're working hard to make sure that no one falls through the cracks and that we are shepherding well in the season. And we pray that you walk in complete trust as you love and serve your neighbors this coming week. We love you. God bless. We'll see you next Sunday.
0: If you'd like to help others during the season, or if you're in need of assistance yourself, please go to our website to volunteer or to share a need that you may have. We have some special cards that you can hand out to your neighbors who are self-isolating, or you could reach out to us by way of email if you need help or you want to volunteer at help at jacksoncreekfc.com. Lastly, please don't forget to continue your generosity to the mission and work of Jackson Creek. Our church depends solely on the offerings and generosity of everyone that calls this church home and family. We want to remind you that there are three ways to give, online, text, and mail into the church. And we are so thankful for each and every one of you and your faithful generosity. It is being used to touch so many lives. Thank you for watching. Go be Jesus to someone.